Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Wednesday, March 22nd, another banger of a night in sports, courtesy of the World Baseball Classic. How about that? USA Japan, a thriller on FS1 last night, and it ends in dramatic fashion. Not good news for the U.S. Otani versus Trout, teammates in Anaheim. Trout goes down swinging. Otani celebrates on the mound. Japan wins a, a fun one. 3-2 baseball in March. I can't remember. The last time I watched baseball in the month of March. I don't do spring training. It's just, come on. I barely do preseason basketball. Why would I do spring training? And the games were thrilling. The uh, the the energy was incredible in Miami. It was just fun, 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 really fun baseball. And it also took my mind off crappy news, such as that I have, I'm leading a bracket challenge and I have Duke. I spent way too much time looking at the other contenders and thinking how I could win. And then I had to go to the other bracket challenge where I'm winning. Yes, that's a flex. But I have Alabama, and I really do think Alabama's going down this week to Creighton in the Elite Eight. That's my prediction. I have, obviously haven't bet it yet. Those two teams have to advance. But if I can if I can get the points with Creighton, like 5-6, probably won't be 5 or 6, probably be closer to 3 or 4 because SDSU is getting, what, five and a half, six. 6? Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be Creighton. So that's kind of a bummer. But, uh, you know, multiple brackets usually get you in the mix, and I mix it up enough, but not enough, I guess. You know, I thought you always thought, oh, you've got you've done enough. You're prepared for this scenario, that scenario. You do an upset bracket. You do a favorites bracket. And then you do kind of a hodgepodge. And uh, it went well, but not incredible. Um, 
I should add in the NBA last night before we get to our guest, and our guest is pretty damn good, ladies and gentlemen. You know him as LJ, Grandmama Larry Johnson. I know you remember the UNLV days. Now, unless you're like, you know, 25 years old, you do not remember UNLV. Actually, if you're like 30 and under, you probably don't remember UNLV. But Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, Greg Anthony, they had an incredible run, winning the national title, stomping Duke by 30 in the memorable Bobby Hurley has the runs because he's so nervous game. And the following year, UNLV was undefeated heading into the Final Four, and Duke stunned them, 79-77. I asked Larry Johnson all about it. He breaks it down. Um, It's fun. And I talk, obviously, as a Knicks fan, I remember Larry Johnson. He would put up the L celebration in New York. Listen, uh, there is something about his team in Charlotte, LJ and Alonzo Warning. It was right at the cultural apex of starter jackets, if you guys remember them. I know Raiders starter jackets were cool, but the teal Charlotte Hornets starter jacket was so fire back in the day. And when they were rolling with Kendall Gill, LJ Morning, they were so, I mean, they were awesome to watch in the NBA. And that was back in the day where you didn't get to see every game. And anytime they were on, the energy, they called it like the Hive or the Beehive, whatever the place was called, where they were playing their home games. It was so exciting. And culturally, those guys were, I mean, it was massive. And then came the Fab Five right after that. And that's when basketball, obviously, listen, Michael Jordan was significant. But I'm talking about like the lesser massive superstars. Like Magic Johnson was massive. Larry Bird was massive. Jordan was huge. But then you've got these other guys like that were just good players, cool and everybody liked them and started to dress the way they were with their gear. It, it was really something in the early 90s. And we break it all down with Larry Johnson. You guys are going to love it. Quick buzz through the NBA. Uh, and a mostly irrelevant night. I saw my Hawks got a win. I haven't talked about them in a while. Trey Young and company really reeling. And then after the game, uh, the young kid Roy, uh, not Royal Ivy, um, Jaden Ivy from the Pistons had, you know, it's like the end of the game, everybody's just standing there, and then he goes in and scores. And for some reason, the Hawks winning the game by 22. The spread is not in doubt. I don't understand why this is a thing. Ivy scores, and then Trey Young and everybody on the bench is like yelling at him. Like, what are you doing? That's not cool. Don't be like baseball, guys. The unwritten rules of baseball are lame. They get mocked all the time. If Jaden Ivy wants to score a useless layup with 10 seconds left, let him do it. Who cares? He wants to pad his stats, so what? They don't don't give me this unwritten rules. You got to just sit there and take the turnover or whatever. I don't. I think that's so stupid and reductive. Just if there's five seconds left and the guy wants to throw down a dunk, let him. Even if they're losing by twenty five, I don't care. Doesn't. What does it matter? Anyways, the Hawks get the win. They're basic, barely going to get into the playoffs. I I I don't understand what's wrong. They have Hunter. Um, what's his name? uh, they traded for Sadiq Bay. He had a really good game. Bogdanovich played well. Like they on paper, this team is good. Dejounte Murray didn't play last night. On paper, this team's really good, and I don't know why they can't get it together. And uh, if you guys remember Marvin Bagley, who went to Sacramento, uh, Marvin Bagley at Duke was amazing. Just an, a, such a talented kid, and you're like, oh, this is a top five pick. This guy's gonna be awesome. Goes to the NBA, and it just didn't work out almost immediately. I don't know if it was a work ethic thing or lack of defense. He had 31 last night. Now they got stomped. Who cares? All they do, all they care about is um, Victor Wembanyama, and they lead the uh, chase for Wembanyama. Um, but it, I didn't think the NBA was the biggest thing. I, th- I guess the World Baseball Classic was huge. I feel like this story was the most underplayed before we get to Larry Johnson. 
So according to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, there is a representative for Lamar Jackson who has contacted more than one team in an attempt to get an offer sheet. Now, here's the hang-up. The person making calls for Lamar Jackson is not certified by the NFLPA. But this is where it gets even juicier. Lamar Jackson's guy or girl, uh, let's say representative, is saying that he does not want a fully guaranteed contract with flies in the face of everything we've heard about Lamar Jackson for the last six months. Now, it's unclear just how much he wants fully guaranteed, but they're saying he doesn't want a fully guaranteed contract. That being said, uh, according to Florio and Pro Football Talk, the representative of Lamar Jackson is telling teams Lamar is ready to move on from the Ravens. Doesn't want a fully guaranteed deal. Put something on the table and we'll take it. This now gets very interesting. I know the quarterbacks are starting to throw at their pro days and and, and the, uh, what is it, the uh, Carolina Panthers are sending 11 reps to watch CJ Stroud and the rest of the OSU contingent, including the owner. Like, you know, Carolina is going to kick the tires on all the quarterbacks. The team to watch for Lamar remains the Indianapolis Colts. Now, since I mentioned it, Last week, it has gained some steam and some traction. I was just throwing it out there because that's the only team that makes sense. They have an unstable owner. They have the fourth pick. They're not going to get their choice at quarterback. They've got some cap room, and Lamar Jackson on turf with Jonathan Taylor could be interesting. The line is good, not great. Now, the rest of the team does not have a lot of talent. My question is, are the Ravens just not going to match if Lamar's like, I'm over it. I don't want to play for you guys anymore. I'm done. Or do the Ravens say, no. You're our quarterback. We want you. Like, I know, I understand where Lamar's coming from. I'm ticked off. He doesn't feel as if they wanted to put the money up that he wanted. Remember, Dak Prescott, ask for the world, got it from the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? Daniel Jones, I, I, I'm, um, I, I, do, I probably shouldn't tell the full story that I heard, but here I'll just say it. Why, why the hell not? So Daniel Jones had his dad go meet with the agency ahead of free agency and said, hey, guys, what are we looking at for Daniel Jones? And they they came out and said, well, we're looking at this. And he's like, well, I think we can get $40 million, the dad. And apparently the agency said, well, we don't think we can get that. And Daniel Jones said, okay. Or Daniel Jones' father said, all right. And then he took and went around and shopped with other agents. And what did other agents tell him? Oh, oh yeah, we'll get you. We'll definitely get it. And guess what? That agent basically got Daniel Jones 40 Now, apparently... 40 was like the benchmark people thought at the old agency, like we can get 35, maybe 37. Daniel Jones ended up getting like 39, 40. So he, his dad was getting aggressive, shopped around and got what he wanted. Lamar's not getting what he wanted. Why that? Well, he doesn't have an agent. Why doesn't he go get an agent? I don't know. I guess he doesn't want to pay him the 6% or 10% or whatever the number is from the, that the rep, that the agency wants. And Daniel Jones was willing to do it. He got paid. Dak Prescott. I mean, Mahomes is going to get paid either way. Um, Josh Allen got paid. Kirk Cousins. Everybody's getting paid. Why hasn't Lamar gotten paid? Now, some of it might be greed. But uh, listen, I do think there is something to this agent negotiating thing. I have an agent. I've had one, geez, probably eight years. And it is a great feeling when you do not have to go into negotiations. And your agent handles it and knows what you want and knows, like, I, I'm, I just I can't accept that. I, I won't. And 
you don't have to sit there and get in an argument with your employer. Your agent handles all that. Well, the agent's Lamar's mom. Of course the mom's going to be like, no, he's my son's worth more. No, you need an agent in there. They, they're used to doing They do these deals all the time. And yeah, I, I hope Lamar's not getting bad advice. And now the NFLPA is going to be like, yo, who's this guy making calls for you, Lamar? And he's got to deal with that headache. And, and the, the market for him is shrank to the point it's like the Colts, maybe the Falcons, maybe Washington. I'm hoping the Jets can say, wait, wait, Lamar could be had? Could we use that as leverage for Aaron Rodgers? Like, I, just the idea of Lamar Jackson not playing next year is terrifying to me. The league needs Lamar Jackson. So I hope he figures this out. It's At this point, it's a little late for him to be like, fine, I'll capitulate and get an agent. But, um, man, it, it just it's it just feels like he's playing this entire thing wrong. He's trying to do it his, his way, and I get that. I know a lot of people want to do it their way, and it doesn't always work out. Uh, Lamar, we're rooting for you, dude. Especially, I'd love him in New York. 26-year-old franchise quarterback. Bring, come on down, Lamar Jackson. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, the one and only former UNLV star, former Charlotte Hornet and New York Knicks star, Larry Johnson. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a college basketball legend. Oh my gosh, who will ever forget UNLV curb stomping Duke in the Final Four. And then the next year, the undefeated season goes down. I mean... Larry Johnson, those are two seminal moments of uh, Jason, of my youth, right? I, I, that's all I remember. Uh, Larry Johnson, so happy to have you on the podcast. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, I know you get asked, obviously, a lot about the Knicks and the NBA, but I'm sure UNLV is probably, when sports fans come up to you, is UNLV pretty much the number one question? It is. It is. Uh, you know, that team was taken off. That team became one of the... Uh, you know, iconic teams of all times, you know, with our shirt tails out, baggy shorts. Um, you know, we got in a couple of fights that year, too, so I guess that helps. So, yeah. you know, yeah, man, yeah. I wanted to start off by asking about the tournament so far, what you've seen through the opening weekend. Uh, some pretty historic upsets. Arizona goes down, Purdue gets shocked. Uh, what have you seen that jumped out as as a fan and former player? Well, of course, the Purdue, because, um, you know, a tough team, but, you know, it happens. 16 can do that. I think this year, this year more than any year, maybe last year too, you seeing, like we talked about earlier, there was no blue bloods in there right mm. now. So you're getting these teams. And I'm from Texas originally, yeah. so I love seeing these Texas teams, Texas universities do well. So, uh, you know, it's good to see. I think that that diversity is good. You know, you, you never know who can win it this year. Everybody bracket is almost broke up already. Yeah, yeah. I saw that there's 11 different conferences represented in the Sweet 16, which is absurd and the highest ever. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you think the, is attributing to this parity? I mean, like you said, the Blue Bloods are basically dead in this tournament. Right. Um, you know, what the youngsters is, you know, coaching. I think, you know, coaching is doing that thing. And the youngsters is not just going to the Blue Blood School now. You're going to Furley Dickinson, got a basketball team and stuff like that. These huge, and, you know, I said I'm from Texas. We've always been dominant football state. Mm-hmm. But now you got high schoolers, number, um, uh, high school stars, high school All-American that's going to Houston. That's going to Baylor now, you know, to play basketball. So I think it is, I, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying this tournament more than most. Yeah, yeah. It feels like forever since you dominated with UNLV. I'm just curious. I was reading about your, you know, your uh, coming out of what Dallas, Texas, and you had your choice, and you wanted to go to SMU, but ended yep. up at Odessa. Um, you know, when you picked UNLV. Was there one of these like, hey, we're all going to go there and dominate? Did you get one of those kind of crews together the way the Fab Five had? Not at all. Not at all. My going to UNLV, I had to go to junior college, Odessa Junior College. And the, my freshman year in, in, in junior college, I made a junior Olympic team. It was coached by Larry Brown. Uh, we went over to Germany, won the silver medal. We got beat in the gold medal game. But we was gone for six weeks. And for six weeks, my, my roommate was Stacy Ogden, uh, who was already at UNLV. So Stacy and I created a bond. And the very next year, 
The very next summer, I made another USA team. And Stacy made the team, and we was roommates then, too. So it just kept on when I got out of junior college. Yeah, um, I think one of the craziest Final Four moments I can recall is the Bobby Hurley one right before the UNLV game where he had to like run to the bathroom. There was a little nerves. I, listen, I don't know if you've ever talked to him about it, but it, it, are you were you aware of like the moment? Did you see that they looked a little bit scared heading into that game? No. No, I mean, you know, uh, well-coached team with, with talent, you know, the program. So we was just focused. We were super focused because we knew the, the task. We knew who we was playing. And I didn't know until after the game or a week or whatever later – that Bobby was running to and from the basketball. I, I mean, to and from the, the bathroom. I had no idea. So a lot of guys now are talking about leaving early. This kid, Zach Eady from Purdue. Should he go to the NBA? I, who knows what's going to happen with that guy? But then you got a lot of kids, like a kid of Marquette, I heard, thinks he might be a first-round pick, might leave. A lot of this stuff happening, and you're like, dude, if these guys stuck around college, they could make the NIL money. Uh, they could, you know, build something great, the exposure. I'm curious, did you even have much of a decision after your first year at UNLV when you guys won the title? No, not in my eyes. I thought the coaching staff and a lot of people were saying, because there was some talk about me being the number one pick there, but it was also talk more talk about me and or Derek Coleman being the number one pick. Mm. So it was a battle there. So I was like, well, why am I even competing with Derek Coleman? I stay another year and have this to myself. And uh I just, for me, it was a no-brainer. Plus, I wanted to try to win another championship at UNLV. I knew we we would be good. So it was a no-brainer. But you see these guys, I, I'm, I've never been a fan of one and done. Mm. Now, there's definitely guys that can do that. You got the Kobe Bryant's who came out of college. I mean, came out of high school, yeah. straight out of high school. So you got uh, the, the Kevin Garnett's. These guys come out of straight out of high school, but everybody can't do that. Mm. And everybody can't be a one and done in colleges. So I've never been a fan of one and done. If you're going to go to college, enjoy your college career, man. Play two years, three years, and enjoy college. Yeah, you see the kid Timmy at Gonzaga. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he can't make the pros. He, I think he's got a spot in the NBA somewhere. He's not going to be a starter or a first-round pick. But he's dominate. Like, in the paint against TCU, it's a bucket. Now, they play UCLA this week. Right. I think he's going to eat again. I don't know. What, what do you think about it? If, if Drew Timmy came to you and said, hey, Larry, I'm making like 800000 in NIL money. I'm a big, big dog here in Gonzaga. Would you, should I go to the NBA, be a second-round pick? Should I stick around? What do you think? Stick around. Yeah. Stick around. I mean, everybody, every night and then, I want to talk about the the – the factor of being injured. Well, we could be injured doing anything, bro. But you playing basketball, you can't do nothing but uh, tone your skills, get your skills a little bit more better. And like you say, you're making NIL money. So, uh, yes, yeah, stick around. Yeah. I mean, money will be there. NBA is not going anywhere. Anyways, yeah, correct. Uh, so you come back for the for the final year at UNLV, and you guys are steamrolling everybody. Larry, like, I play in men's leagues out here in L.A. I've heard all this about a good loss you know, during the regular season to get you ready. You guys were undefeated in the regular season. Um, did you think heading into the postseason, like, man, the pressure's getting on us. That's all we're getting asked about everywhere. You, I'm sure you couldn't go to a restaurant with people out saying, hey, undefeated, back-to-back, all that stuff. Did that? Did it start to wear on you? No. No. A um, uh, good loss. Uh, the year we won the championship, we lost five games that year. Mm-hmm. So it, it does, it, it makes you refocus or focus makes you hone in a little bit more. So there is something to be said if we would have lost the game that year because before we got to the final four, because maybe 10 games before the final four, 10 games before we played Duke, Coach Chalk would come into practice and he would kill us like 
you guys is not focused. You guys is, you're going to lose. Like he started this 10 games before the, the Duke game. And he said, you guys is going to lose. You're not focused. And we go out and win by 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go out and win by 30. So by the time he, and, and I can remember him saying this maybe two or three games, but it was before that game. So I remember him almost giving up. Like, you're not focused, you're not practicing well, you're not doing this, but we go beat somebody at Ohio State by 30 points. Yeah. You know, like, Coach, what you talking about? <laughs> so I, I can remember almost giving up on that point. Yeah. And what we, we really needed against Duke, look, we, we came up, and I don't I don't believe it was no pressure. It was just guys lackadaisical speaking to this one right here, looking ahead to the NBA and all that, man. I just wasn't there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm looking at the box score, and this is uh, listen. I, I know it's going back in history. You only took ten shots in that game. Stacey yeah, Ogden only took ten shots, and the guards listen. Hunt and uh, the other guy. I'm spacing on his name. Uh, good, really good player, Anthony. They're really good players, but they jacked more shots than you and and Ogden. Um, that, that's a problem. That yeah. definitely was a problem. And I mean, did you guys try to remedy that during the game? Did you know in the moment, like, hey, man, we got to let our bigs eat inside. Leitner's good, but he ain't stopping me. Uh, no, I, that was a problem. Uh, Greg, who was our general at the time, who, and we won it the first year because of Greg's uh, generalship and, mm-hmm. and the way he ran the team. But I, I think the, the next year he was a little bit more focused on Greg Anthony. You know, and, and and I didn't get my shot. Stacy didn't get what he was supposed to get. And we that game, we were so out of sync. That game went so different than the way the 40th game went before. Yeah. You know, and you're playing a good team with good talent, good coaching staff, you, you're going to lose. Do you think that there's anything to the whole, like, you guys didn't face a ton of adversity that year on the court? I mean, there was the Arkansas game, which was kind of close, but I think you led, like, wire to wire, right? And wire to wire and pull it away at the end by 15, 16 points. Yes, that definitely no no competitive throughout the season. It it it, it weighed on us a little bit. That definitely hurt us. I mean, it's tough though. Like, what, what could you do if you're just blasting everybody? You, it's not your fault. You're up by twenty, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a tight game. Maybe nerves get a little. I don't know. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember intimately like the final five minutes? Can you break that down? Like, no, do you remember no. what happened? Not really. I can remember like knowing that I hadn't shot the ball too much this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's my shots coming from? And I could just – it wasn't like we was in a fog or anything, but I think what I was doing was not playing hard. I wasn't as focused and playing hard as I did the year before thinking about the NBA. Now, here I am hearing about you're going to be the number one pick, this and that. So I think I was I was just – I wasn't there. So I, I'm not going to put it on my guards that I didn't get yeah. the 10 shots. You, you know, Greg, Anderson Hunt said something to me a year ago. He said, man, that second game, you didn't shoot no threes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. You're right, because I jacked up two or three threes a game that year. Yeah, so you had the, the, the release. Game, yeah. I didn't shoot no threes, so – you know, I, I put that whole game on me. Yeah, on it, it's it's weird because, um, you know, there was the whole, the Fab Five kind of fractured and never really got along. But it sounds like you and your crew, uh, Stacey Ogman, Anthony Hunt, you guys still get along and talk and stuff, right? Look, March is the greatest, greatest time for us because everybody come back to Vegas and watch games and do what we do here. So all these guys are still my brother. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So you do end up being the number one pick. You go to Charlotte and... I'm not trying to gas you up here, but I feel like culturally you and Alonzo Mourning in Charlotte started something. You guys had Kendall Gill too, but like culturally, like the Charlotte Hornets starter jacket was so fire. Everybody needed needed that. And on the heels of the Fab Five kind of like basketball was always cool with Jordan and Bird, and, but this was a different kind of cool. It was like swag for the first, for I think the first time. Would you, do you think there's something to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, everybody, like you said, something about that teal in Charlotte. Like, my jersey, my first two years was the number one selling jersey in the NBA. Wow. And it had, I, I'm going to take 50% credit, but also it was the teal, that color, and the stripes. And being a, a, a new franchise in Charlotte and, and in North Carolina, which is a basketball state, it just ate it up. So that was something, you know, there's basketball and hip-hop, you know, mm. that go hand in hand. 
So guys, when we came out and UNLV and then Michigan came out after us with the shirt tails out, the long shorts, baggy shorts, the shirt tail out, the swag, that all went together. So we definitely knew we was in that era and what we was doing at that time. And then it helped that you guys won instantly. You had that first round playoff series win. And then I, you play, I think the Bulls, the next matchup in the second round, was it? And, you talking and about I, Charlotte? I, no, no, no. We lost to big, bad New York Knicks. Oh, no, Knicks. That's right, Knicks. You, you guys lost to the Knicks. Uh, but at the, at the same time, it felt like something was popping in Charlotte. Like you guys were building something, right? Listen, uh, everybody tried to think that Lonzo and I couldn't play together and we had problems. We never had problems in Charlotte. Uh, it, we, only problem I had in Charlotte was ownership. Mm. And it was ownership that got me traded. Uh, the coaches was fine with me. My players, my teammates was fine with me. Even the front office and guys, those guys, uh, general manager, I had no problem with those guys. I had a problem with ownership, and that's why I was traded. Yeah. And I, I remember Lonzo being traded before me over some contract dispute, and I didn't know why that would even go down like that, but it was business. Yeah. So hey. we had no problem, man. I thought we was building something, too. It felt like when they paid you, Alonzo was upset and wanted more. I, it's unclear what happened. But eventually, like, they trade you, and you go to New York where you kind of – I mean, you guys had some awesome runs with the Knicks, obviously. I was a big – I was born in New York, so I'm a big Knicks fan. Um, I think the, your four-point play might be outside of, you know, the championship way, 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 way back when um, – that might be like the number one sports moment for the Knicks in the last like 40 years. Well, you, you say you're from New York? I was born in New York, yeah. You've seen that 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 image, that that shot of the, the top of the garden when it exploded when I hit that's yeah. my best. And I love that image right there, man. And you know, it's one of the final just definitely one of the uh greater final uh, uh memories in my basketball career. And you do it at MSG yeah. against our rivalry, Indiana. So yeah. yeah. Um. Do you? What do you remember about the Knicks during that time? It was a different brand, Larry, of what you watch in the NBA now. Um. Than, than when you played. Now I know the rules were different. You couldn't breathe on anybody. But I, I don't know. You watch NBA now. It's like one forty to one thirty, yeah. and your games were like eighty seven, eighty four. Um. I, I just talk about the contrasting styles then and now. I I love the our style. I love the the, the grind it, grind it, uh, pulling teeth, 74, 75. I love those games. That was a defensive game. But, you know, everything changes. And I have no problem. I love good basketball. I watch good basketball. So I have no problem with, with, with guys just being a, a scoring league now. You know, Steph Curry, who I consider my nephew, had a lot to do with, with that. Because, you know, he took he would take shots at Davidson's and take shots when he first stepped in the league, and I would close my eyes. But now you got to have guys that's going to shoot and, and let the ball go. You got to do that. So I have no problem with watching this this bas- brand of basketball now, but I definitely would go for my brand of basketball better than what we see today. Because of the defense. I am curious, like – you know, you were a three-point shooter for a big guy. What position would you play now? Would you be a small ball five or a stretch four? What What do you think you would be in today's NBA? I would, I would, I would be a heck of a small boy five, small ball five right yeah. now. You know, and bring a big guy from the basket where I can shoot. Only problem I would have is they would have a small ball ball five too. You know, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. It worked for me when I played for the Knicks because I would always have a big guy on me. And like my four point play, I had Antonio uh, Davis yeah. on me, and he was so worried about me going around him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but today they would put a, a small ball five on me today. So, but I would a small ball five. I would definitely would yeah. love to see. I, I'm curious. Like, do you think there's anybody in the NBA right now that played like you do? Like, I know Draymond is more defense. He couldn't score like you. Um, I don't know. Who do you compare to you in today's game? 
It, it's tough because you were kind of unique, <laughs> not quite a unicorn, but somewhere in that in that galaxy. You know, he's he's injured a lot, but and I've seen a comparison, and I'm trying to get it in my head. But the Zion, you oh. know, when we start looking at like body types and playing a small like that, he got to get a better jumper. You know, as guys just backing up off Zion, I'll be like, yo, I wish you back up off me like that. I'm letting <laughs> it go, right? But, yeah, I think if Zion get that little jumper 15, 20 foot of, uh, more better, then, yeah, I can see see me in, in Zion. All right, and uh, for the Final Four, uh, well, Sweet 16, Final Four, who you th- who do you have right now winning it? I know you're a Texas guy, so I'm assuming Longhorns or Houston Cougars maybe? I love to see Houston do it. I love to see Houston do it, Texas. But uh, is I think Gonzaga been there for a couple of times now, man. Mm. It might be that year this year. Wow. All right, so, Larry, you are in Vegas helping support DirecTV for business, Big Chicken, and the Shaq O'Neal Foundation. Um, like, what do you uh, – tell us a little bit about uh, appearing on behalf of DirecTV. Well, like you said, I'm here in Vegas, and we got Sweet 16, and DirecTV for Business offer over 300,000 bars and restaurants and locations to go watch the games. And being here in Las Vegas, you know, Sweet 16, uh, what we did was myself, DirecTV for Business, and and uh, Big Chicken, we donated uh, money today to uh, Shaquille O'Neal's foundation. Nice, yeah. Shaq, you buddy, you're good buddies with Shaq, I would assume, right? Yes, yeah, my guy, man. Uh, every time I see him, now here's a guy that's a, 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 a all star, what, 10, 15 years in the Hall of Fame or NBA and uh, MVP championships. I ain't never won a championship in the NBA. But every time he see me, he want to talk about LSU and UNLV. <laughs> he don't want to talk about I'm like, yo, man, you know you won championships in the NBA. Nah, <laughs> we beat y'all at UNLV. Yeah, yeah. But oh, wow. when, when he was at LSU, they beat us. They beat us. So he, that's all he want to talk about. All right, Larry, I might as well wrap up with, a, uh, who do you, with the obvious question every NBA player I have on the pod I got to ask. Who's a better all-time basketball player, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. No thought at all, just instantly Jordan, huh? I was about to say it before you even. I thought you were the question you were going to ask. I was going to say Michael Jordan before you asked the question. Wow, so yeah. no, no LeBron, huh? No man, no man, no man. I, I mean, you know, I may take. I, yeah, you ask me about LeBron James and Kobe. I'm gonna go Kobe. Wow, well, what's that yeah. about? Well, I'm good looking at overall game. I mean, I, I, like I'm looking at LeBron now, and LeBron, of course, he's dominating. LeBron's a great player, but I see LeBron could do some things that that the LeBron that like he takes time off, uh, mm. plays off sometimes. LeBron, uh, Kobe, and Michael Jordan will never do those things. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Larry. Well, hey, thanks a lot for taking the time, man. Enjoy the rest of the tournament and uh, continued success. All right, appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.